Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast, episode number four. The Disrupt Now podcast, created by Natalie Viglione, entrepreneur and founder of Team Goo. It's designed to help people break down the walls around them, construct the ultimate vision of their lives, and provides the tools, tips, and techniques to disrupt their status quo. We shine a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly to help build the roadmap to your dreams. We talk with today's most effective disruptors in every area from art and design to technology and finance and even health and well-being. Our guests bring topics to light that help others to shake themselves free and can give them a whole new outlook on life. Welcome to Disrupt Now. This is Natalie, and I'm here today with our guest, Joe Cohen. Joe Cohen is a career and life strategist. He's a certified coach, and he's founder of 40 Pillars. His passion is helping people bravely relaunch their lives, coaching professionals and business owners to make the most of who they are. His work has been informed by his experiences with more than 15 years of marketing, management, business development, investing thousands of dollars and hours in personal development programs, and transforming his own life. Welcome, Joe, to Disrupt Now. We're so glad to have you. Hey, Natalie. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I figured we'd start this by letting us know what is 40 Pillars. Tell us a little more about that. 40 Pillars is a marketing and it's a marketing consulting firm, and I also provide coaching to individuals, to business owners and individuals. And what is, does 40 Pillars have kind of a deeper meaning? Um, it sounds as if it does. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, well, I like the idea of pillars as in supporting your business and your life. And 40, 40 um, shows up a lot in in the Jewish faith, in the Torah. Um, 40 years, the Jews were in the desert. Um, there's a night concept that takes 40 days to change a habit. 40 shows up just numerous times, and I just thought it, it flows smoothly with the idea of of pillars. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yes. Um, and from your perspective, and, and we'll get into some other things here in a bit, but, um, you know, one of the biggest things wrapped around, obviously, what you do and what we're doing in this uh, podcast, even, is disrupting people's lives in one way or another and kind of breaking that status quo. So, what to you is status quo and, and what are you seeing with your work and with the people that you are coaching? You know, where are people from a status quo perspective kind of getting stuck and, and what has that really meant to you to kind of help them through that point? Sure. Um, I see a lot of my clients just, they're not evolving and status quo to me means that you or your business is not evolving. You're, you're staying in one place. And to 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 compete with, with everyone else, you have to constantly be looking for ways to change, looking for new innovations. 
And I'm helping my clients um, break the status quo and just help them take their 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 lives and their businesses to the next level by evolving and and looking for ways to change. Right. And since you are disrupting really other people's lives and, and even other people's businesses, um, what do you think that really has been driven from your ethos, um, your guide in your life and your beliefs? What has driven you to become who you are today and how you're helping people? Sure. My my core belief is I'm not a victim. As we'll learn later on in the interview, I've overcome a lot of challenges. And I refuse to look at myself as a victim. Um, I believe that I'm constantly evolving and I'm a lifelong learner and I have a lot to learn. I, I'm open to feedback. I'm open to criticism and I'm a, I put the victim asleep and, and I woke up the victor. And so you, you, when you say, you know, you, you haven't seen yourself as a victim and you won't be a victim, um, what has transpired in your life to bring you to this point? Or was there a defining moment where you were faced with a path that went one way and another path that went another way, which, you know, one could have led to maybe disastrous things happening or just leading you down a path you did not want to take. Um, whereas the other path, you know, to get you where you are today, you know, being a disruptor, being a coach, you know, helping people with their businesses. Um, what does that, what, what was that defining moment for you? Sure. Um, if it's okay with you, I'll share a little bit about my, my story. Yes. Yes. Please do. That'd be great. Great. Okay. I was born in Iran in 1978 during the Iranian Revolution when Ayatollah Khomeini took, took power over through the Shah of Iran. My father worked for the Shah, and when the revolution happened, he was put in jail and killed. My mother was pregnant with me at the time, and we had to basically go to my grandmother's house and hide. We were bouncing all around the country. My mom married an American Christian from Mississippi to escape the country. Long story short, he ended up adopting me, and we left Iran when I was around two years old. Um, I My mother changed my name to a, a different name to get out of the country, and growing up in, in the South was, was very difficult, especially being a an Iranian, I was picked on a lot. I was called derogatory names. Um, some of these, some of the names I cannot even repeat on here. Yeah. And it affected my self-esteem. On top of that, we moved around a lot. My mom and dad uh, were in businesses that required us to to transfer to to move around quite frequently. So almost every year, I was in a different school, and the benefit of that is I learned to be a chameleon and I adapted to my environment very quickly. You could put me in any environment with any group, whether it was Hispanic, black, uh, I would fit in and I would, I would be fine. Right. Uh, the downside of that is 
I felt the need to always, uh, I felt the need to always be someone else that I wasn't. I had to fit in with the group and right. prove myself to my peers. That got me into a lot of trouble because I, I wasn't hanging around with the best people. And I guess since I had low self-esteem and I had all these other negative thoughts, that's what I gravitated towards. I didn't believe that I was worth more, that I deserved to be around better people. Right. Um, eventually, my mother sent me to, eventually my mom and adopted father at the time divorced when I was around 10. Um, at 14, I was sent to military school. I was kicked out of a, two different military schools. The reason why uh, I was kicked out is because I was attacked by skinheads and I I defended myself and there was big big riot, big fight at the school. Oh wow. So I, I had to leave. And, and this seven, is in the south still. This is in the south, yes. Right, okay. At seventeen I had no place to go. My mom said, You're not coming back home. You you're you're a loser. You screwed okay. up again. And I went to live with a friend who I met at my first military school. He was involved with the gang and he was getting into a lot of trouble, but I went to live with him because I knew where else to go in Florida. And that was a very bad environment for me. There were guns, drugs, uh, a lot of crazy stuff. We were homeless for, for a few, for a few months and I think, I mean, it was a blessing in, in retrospect to to decide to get up and leave. I I gathered probably maybe two or three hundred dollars. I bought a Greyhound bus ticket across the country to Los Angeles, California. I I always wanted to go to California, mm-hmm. and that's that's where I headed. I had a few hundred dollars in my pocket, and I I started fresh there, and just to I don't want to draw, you know, draw out the story too much. I got a couple jobs and eventually got involved again with the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. One night we were uh, in the car. It was my car I was driving. And my so-called friends at the time were, they asked me to pull over. And they got out and they went to buy something in a the store. They robbed the store. I was not aware of this. And they came back into the car. Later on that night, I, I learned about what they did. They were drunk and, and high at the time. And I just went home after that. A few months later, they were arrested for many different robberies. And they tied the robbery that I was with them. They, they tied it to me that I was a driver that night. So I got into trouble and I went to jail for about seven months. And I was released to a um, a halfway house, actually a Jewish uh, rehabilitation center halfway house. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time ever again getting into trouble with the law. And I was not involved with drugs or alcohol, but that was the best program for me. And they had a 12 steps program there that I was exposed to. And I learned a lot about the 12 step program even though that I was not involved with drugs or alcohol, it was very beneficial to me. And I started 
evolving and changing at that time in my life. And I eventually got some great jobs, worked my way up the ladder. I went to college. I got a GED, went to college, graduated, and I got a great corporate job after college. I I broke, I had some limiting beliefs at the time that I could not even go to college, but after I got enough credits, 60 credits to transfer, I thought that, wow, I actually have a chance to get a college degree. And then eventually I got enough courage and confidence to apply to jobs with large companies. I got the job that I wanted and I was eventually transferred to a higher position. And from there, I went to manage a nonprofit for a couple of years. And after that, I um, became a marketing consultant. And I've been doing that for the last six years. And during that time, I also went to law school and graduated. I did, wow. okay, I did okay in law school. Uh, I finished with, uh, I was m- mostly getting, mainly getting B's throughout school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a daughter, so school was not my priority. It was third on the list with work and, and, and being a father. Right. Um, and I graduated. Now, to me, sky's the limit. Most right. people in my shoes would have given up. They would have just went back to jail or got involved with drugs or alcohol. And I've seen this happen with my clients. Right. The people that I volunteered with when I was in college, I volunteered with Boys Town and the YMCA with their youth groups. Um, I worked with a lot of kids that were, that were at risk and they, they were facing a lot of challenges and they got involved with drugs and alcohol and gangs and some of them didn't make it. They ended up in jail or dead. So I, right. I find myself very blessed. I've experienced a lot of miracles. Uh, so with the will to survive and change and with God's help, I was able to change my life around. That's an unbelievable story, Joe. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, I think that the most amazing thing is, you know, from where you came from and what had happened, you know, to move through that process all of a sudden where you're, you said, you know, I'm getting my GED. That's it. I'm going to college. And then you just kept going and going and going to get to where you are today. Um, I think that's, you know, one of the most beautiful things about this, quote unquote, you know, disruption that even you can carry within yourself, within your soul. Um, you know, and part of, of what we're trying to help people understand, you know, because you and I share this belief and this this um, this really this story doesn't have to be your story, but you can break that pattern of of you know, what's been transpiring in your life up to a certain point. Um, and, you know, making that change for you, you know, when you were, you were probably, what, 17, 18, when you decided to get your GED and go to college, roughly? Actually, the funny thing is I got accepted to the four-year college first because in California they didn't require you require you to have a GED. Oh, wow, uh, okay to go to a community college mm-hmm. uh, New York they do but once I got accepted then I got my GD 
they that's when they required me to have the GD when I mm-hmm. transferred four year university. And so, what do you? I mean, what was that moment in time? Do you think? Do you remember it when you said, you know, okay, I'm this age. You know, this just happened again. You know, you're you're put into to jail for something that you didn't even know transpired and just kept, you know, it could have been that moment of I'm a victim. Why does this keep happening to me? But you didn't say that. Um, you reached down inside and pulled something else out. What, what do you think that is inside of, of you? And, and do you feel that other people have that too? I think I'm fortunate to have faith um, and belief in a higher power. Um, and gratitude. Um, a lot of, I left out a lot of my story. There were, there were a lot of other tough things that happened to me in life. Um, but I look at it as it just builded my character, who I was. And I have gratitude that I can see and walk and I have all my limbs. And I, I believe, I just look at them as, as many miracles. Right. That, that I was able to come out of jail um, unscarred. I saw people get killed and, and beat up very, very badly. So for me to go from fatherless to high school dropout, you know, I was involved with gangs. I was involved with all types of crazy things to where I'm at now. I see that as nothing short of a miracle. I've really have received, seen a lot of miracles in my life. Uh, and I, I believe in God and I, I just, believe that I'm, I'm blessed and anything's possible. Right. And I think that, you know, with that comes so much power because when you are sitting there and you are helping other people through traumatic times or even just through, you know, Hey, I can, I cannot seem to push to the next level. You know, there, I think people can really see that within you and feel that even if they don't know your full story, um, which is, again, a very powerful mechanism. It's almost like an unspoken truth, and it's such an authentic way to help others, knowing that, you know, no matter what somebody else has gone through, you can say, wow, I understand, and you really can. <laughs> that's that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. um, now, from... I mean, again, your story is just absolutely unbelievable. And and uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you're you're here today, and you, know, you have a beautiful daughter. You are in New York now, um, which is int- how did you get from LA to New York? What made that happen? I I worked. I moved to Miami after after I graduated college from San Francisco State. I was working for. A company in Miami and the the corporation transferred me to New York and that's what brought me here I was I was offered a great opportunity to manage a nonprofit and it was was very uh, was a very exciting opportunity for me great great opportunity so I took it and I left that that role with the with the corporation to to run this nonprofit and it was a career counseling organization, and I had the opportunity to help people basically 
rebrand their, their selves, rebrand their careers, help them uh, figure out what paths they want to take. And that was very fulfilling for me. And so when you're helping, um, when you're coaching today, are, are you, are you mainly coaching, um, or is it probably, it's probably a mix, but, um, at risk, you know, younger adults and, or, um, more adults, or is it a mixture of, of who you're really focused on helping today? Actually, most of the, the young adults that I work with, it's, it's in a volunteer context. I volunteer with a lot of um, nonprofits, and I work with, with kids who are currently in juvenile homes. They're in halfway houses, and I share with them my story, uh, and I give them hope because a lot of these kids have been through what I've been through. Yeah. And some of them haven't. Some of them haven't, fortunately, haven't had to experience what I experienced. So it just basically uh, crushes any assumptions that they have about about their path, about their future, because I show them that there is a better way. They don't have to resort to to the street life. Right. Which is that victim moment, right? Right. I have some there's some guys that I work with, they're young kids, their dreams are to become a garbage man. There's nothing wrong with being a garbage man. It's, there's great benefits, but they believe that that's all they can achieve in life. Right. So I help them create bigger visions. I help them with their goals. I hold them accountable. And a lot of what I do transfers over to the business world because I have a lot of clients who are business owners that have limiting beliefs. Right. Uh, they have limiting beliefs about money, about about sales, and I help them deal with that and, and question those assumptions. Right. And do you see kind of a pattern here? Um, you know, do you feel like regardless of a person's story or what has happened to them, um, are you seeing kind of a consistent pattern in the people that you're speaking with and helping um, you know, what, what, it, what do you think it is around people's beliefs that really, is it negative, is it negative thoughts? Is it, you know, what are you seeing as kind of that biggest hurdle that people, regardless of age and regardless of the story have to overcome? I think it's, we have to just start questioning our assumptions. We need to be mindful of our thoughts and in question are, are negative assumptions. I'll give you an example. Um, a, a, a microscope or glasses uses lenses lenses to function. The lens help you see something. It alters the natural view. Mm-hmm. The lens is not supposed to be seen at all. Your personality, past experience, and beliefs are some of the things that affect your lens. We see we see the world through our own custom lenses. We can't mm-hmm. see. And, and since we don't see it there, we think that we think that reality is the way we, we see it. But our lenses distort reality. So we need to learn how to change to better lenses. And our past beliefs, our past experiences um, affect our lenses. Right. So I think that shows up in every aspect of our life from from business to personal to relationships 
and how what what is what was the what is kind of that if you if you can kind of sum it up i guess um <laughs> what is the the way that you feel you know that people can change that lens their perception on reality and how they can view the world in a different way to to really overcome those challenges that they're either they keep hitting or you know they're currently at that moment of of hitting that brick wall so to speak i'll give you a quick hack so the first thing to do is just be mindful of of your thoughts um it could be a business owner saying to himself i'm i can never close this deal i'm not a good closer this company will never buy from me and they could mm-hmm. just mindful of what they're thinking and realize that it's, it's just a thought. It's not reality. Unfortunately, our thoughts become our opinions. Our opinions become our beliefs and our opinion, our beliefs become our reality, but that's not really reality. Right. So we, we have to objectify it. So just be mindful that our thoughts ended up, you know, A, B, C, D ended up becoming our reality. We have to just be mindful of it, then start questioning it, and then objectify it. Imagine standing outside of yourself, or imagine your friends in your position, and you're giving them objective advice. If they're telling you, um, if your friends telling you what the situ- what they're dealing with, imagine the the objective advice you would give them. So, right. those those three things right there would be very helpful, and, and yes. just shattering those assumptions right so every time you tell yourself you're bad at something you're i'm not i'm not good enough i'm not going to get that because that just keeps you know hammering you down smaller and smaller and smaller so really at the end of the day it ends up becoming your your truth right right definitely 100 percent. and just be mindful of that that there there are other possibilities that our thoughts become our truths. But majority of the time, especially when it's negative, they're not in reality truths. Right. They're false assumptions. They get us into a lot of trouble. Right. And they they stop that growth, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Stop kind of everything, really, some days. (laughs) Well, Joe, we need more people like you spreading messages like this because – that is that is powerful. And that is, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that people need help understanding is that those can be stripped out of your life. And once you strip those truths out, you can really see the true underlying authentic you that that needs to be pushed out into the world. Can I thank you. Uh, can I share an exercise with with your audience that I've used with one of my clients and it's helped him a lot? Yes, absolutely. So I have a client who had some limiting beliefs in certain areas and he had a little bit of low self-esteem. So I asked him to keep a gratitude journal and to read it every day and to add one new thing to that gratitude journal every day. I also asked him to create a success journal and to write down all of his all of his successes. Mm, yes. So Every day he reads his gratitude journal, he adds to it, and he reads his success list. I also asked him to create a strength list 
all of his strengths. So these three, these three exercises together have really taken him to another level. He's a changed person. I mean, oh, we've, wow. we've done a lot of work together, but just these three things right here could definitely just change your perspective and take you to the next level. Yes, that is, that's awesome advice. Um, and so from the success journal side, really just writing down, because we're so easy to say to ourselves, right, that, oh, well, I didn't do this, this, and this, and this. So we actually are celebrating the fact that, you know, negative things that maybe happened instead of celebrating the things that we've actually accomplished. Is that basically Correct. the essence? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Got it. And how do you how do you tell your clients or help your clients become accountable? Because that's another huge thing of, you know, they have if you don't do that, then you can't see the change that you want or be the change that you want. So how do you how do you uh, um, kind of go around that accountability scenario? Sure. Accountability is huge with my coaching clients. Um, I I have my own coach who holds me accountable and yes. I check in with my clients once a week and I, I make sure that they're sticking with their goals and I hold them accountable and that definitely um, just helps them achieve their goals faster. Right. Accountability is huge. Right. So that you actually become that extra person in their lives to help them. Yes, definitely. It's Beautiful. It's it is. It is. Because, you know, not every coach does things differently. But I think that's, you know, in, in my book also, I feel like that's really important um, because they're looking to you to help them get there. And sometimes that's the only way that you can. So sure. that's fantastic. Master yeah, I was going to say masterminds are also very helpful with that. I've been part of a couple of different masterminds. I'm actually forming one now uh, with three or four of my clients and we have a weekly call and. I check in with them to see if they're on track with with reaching their goals, and I hold them accountable. And it's we've we've seen progress. Oh, that's that's very good, um, very helpful too. Um, and so, in terms of your your own disruption, considering I know, and I think that we can all see that you're not ever going going to settle, basically, <laughs> which <laughs> which is awesome because. We feel the same. I feel the same. Um, what's the next big thing for you? What do you think your next quote unquote disruption is going to be in your life? Um, there's so many things I want to do. I, I graduated from law school. I need to take the bar exam. Um, so that's one disruption. Mm -hmm. It's helping. I want to help a lot of people. I want to eventually create a nonprofit uh, to offer low cost or free coaching to people who cannot afford it. Mm -hmm. And I want to do more work in in uh, certain communities that, that need coaching and they, they cannot afford it. I want to upgrade my own life. I, I believe I've only reached 1% of my potential and there's so much that I can do. So the disruption has to start with me and mm -hmm. then, I can help others. Well, Joe, you definitely have to keep us updated on on that because, you know, I think that offering, you know, these services to people that can't, you know, have access into the greater, you know, more expensive or 
you know, going down those kinds of coaching paths is amazing. Um, and Disrupt Now would be glad to be involved with that effort from a nonprofit perspective, because that's a gorgeous, gorgeous idea. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, now, to get in con- contact with you, Joe, um, you prefer people to connect with you on LinkedIn um, or on your website, correct? Correct. Yep. People can okay. find me at 40pillars.com. That's 40pillars.com. Okay. And on LinkedIn, um, it's Joe Cohen one, correct? Correct. Maybe you could put that in the show notes. Yes. The LinkedIn URL. Absolutely. All right. Well, Joe, we cannot thank you enough for being on Disrupt Now. Um, we look forward to staying in touch and bringing you back often to share your ideologies and, and help our audiences grow and connect to their truth, um, which is probably not the one that they're sharing with themselves currently. Um, and again, we thank you so much for sharing your story and being open and, and honest with us. And we wish you and your clients the best of luck. And again, we can't wait to have you on again to talk more about shifting your identity uh, and revealing your truth. Thanks for the opportunity, Natalie. I enjoyed it. Of course, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest. And thank you to the Disrupt Now podcast community. To connect with today's guest and every other guest that we have on our show, there are two places that we keep not only all of the episodes, but the information and bio of each of our amazing guests and their contact information. The DisruptNowProgram.com site has all of the podcast link, as well as TeamGoo.com forward slash episodes. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the Disrupt Now podcast.